is the sky falling on powder coating? Kevin Corson from the Powder Coating Institute reveals what the latest data shows in our specific manufacturing sector. In this year-end wrap-up show, we cover some of the topics his group has addressed and the challenges that lay ahead. We also talk about the upcoming Powder Coating Week. Whether you're a Henny Penny or a Foxy Woxy, we're making sure you are covered with everything you need to know so your goose isn't cooked in 2023. Get ready to level up your powder coater game. So welcome to today's Powder Coder podcast. I am Kim Scott, your host of the Powder Coder podcast. And um, I can't believe it's the end of the year. We're hoping to get this out as soon as we record it. Uh, today's guest is no stranger to the podcast. Uh, we've got Kevin Corson, Executive Director of the Powder Coating Institute. Kevin, welcome back again. To yeah, the show. Thanks, Kim. It's wonderful to be back <laughs> on again. I know. Um, usually you look so suntanned and I look so pale. So I'm glad it's a little, looks like it's a little wintry out there. So uh, not so much sunshine on you, but yeah, I had to go to the beach just to get ready for this interview. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're here today because it's the end of the year and I think we need a kind of a wrap up show, don't you think? Yeah, it's always a great time to do it. Yeah, it's a wrap-up show, and we're also going to talk about, uh, uh, you know, the already, again, it's powder coating week is coming up. And this one is coming up way sooner than uh, last year's one. Oh, um, believe me, we know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure is on. Um, so uh, let's, we're going to get into powder coating week real quick here, just to kind of cover some of the highlights that they're expecting to have here at the event. I love going and I hope I get to go this year again because um, you have a keynote speaker that is really smart. <laughs> <laughs> so who, what, first of all, when is Powder Coating Week? So let's pop it up here on the show. It is uh, February 6th, 2023 in Orlando. It's the same place uh, that you've had it yeah, so uh, it's for like a the few years. Renaissance Orlando SeaWorld. Yeah, and it's such a nice hotel. I actually do feel like I'm treating myself to something special when I go there because it's a very nice hotel. Yep. Um, and also, uh, so it's also a little earlier this year than last year. I think last year was like the first week of March. Right. This year is a whole month earlier. So uh, we're we're kind of um, tickets are on sale now. Um, there are some rooms still available, right? I hope. <laughs> yes, there are rooms available. Uh, um, I think the early bird block has been used up, but I, there definitely are other rooms available. Yeah. And I was going to try to pop this up on the website here. So let me go to your website and uh, share Powder Coating Week so they can see what the page is. Um, and let me see if I can share my screen. I'm still getting used to this. Uh, here we go. 
All right, there it is. I think you can, can you see that? Yep. Yep. And yeah. it's, a, okay, it's there just, we go. It's uh, at conference.powdercoating.org. Right, right. Um, let's uh, pop that up here too. I can, I think we made one of those. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about this. Um, it, it happens, I mean, you usually have it in Orlando. Uh, I know you've had it a few other different places before, right? Correct. But the last uh, four or five years have been in Orlando and it's just a nice place to hold it. The, the hotel is just the right size for us. Not too big, not too small, uh, easy to get to. Yeah. And for those like myself that live in uh, Wisconsin, going in February down to Florida <laughs> is not a bad deal. No, it's a nice treat. <laughs> and we always seem to have so much fun at the bar. I love that bar down, down there. Oh, there's a couple of them, actually. So that's yeah. what makes it really cool is, you know, you kind of check out the vibe. And of course, that one main lobby bar is just everybody seems to congregate there. And I always seem to find somebody that is got a company credit card. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, you know, like, hey, can I join you in a conversation? Sure drinks well, are on me but th yeah. that's that informal networking is is one thing that um we like to say is one of the best things for this because it is just, just in talking you you learn so much from people what's going on you know uh problems they're having or things that are going well and and everybody uh maybe because they have a beer with them uh is is happy and uh we, we end up uh talking about a lot of different subjects yeah it's true um i you know, I mean, obviously, there's a lot to do at this conference. It is usually action-packed. Um, there's a lot of shuffling to go to the next, you know, whatever the yeah. next uh, seminar is or webinar, is, not webinar, but seminar, uh, talker, speaker, whatever. And so there's a lot of hustle and you don't have a lot of time to talk in between. So having this and looking forward to the 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 bar scene, uh, yeah. is, is always fun. I, I do think we ever kind of like lets down their hair a little bit sure. and, um, and just have a good time. And it, everybody's just so happy. I mean, I just, I love powder coating people because they're just, they seem so happy, you know, yeah. like they seem down to earth and, and, and stuff. So. And, and um, we re really say that there's really four events that are going on when that's why we call it powder coating week. It's not just a single event. You know, we right. have our powder coating one-on-one workshop. It's the powder coating done right basics. Um, yes. And that's a, it's a day and a half that starts it off. Um, at the same time that one is starting, we have our custom coder forum which is exclusive to custom coders. And we have a couple uh, great speakers, one on marketing your brand, but um, not only just to market your company, but also to market your company for attracting employees, which we all know is a difficult thing to get right now. Yeah. Um, we also have another speaker for the custom coders on uh, how to collect the all the information they have, you know, the systems to use that data to help quote, to learn a lot of different things, you know, whether it's about your equipment, uh, your customers, uh, part numbers, you know, all, all sorts of information that is available and, and pull it together. Um, and then we also have a separate roundtable discussion just to talk about, you know, the current issues and or anything that somebody is experiencing. You know, it's a great chance to talk to other owners and uh, find out what they might be doing and learning some best practices for it. Um, right. And I, I think that uh, 
I do find I like those two at the end um, or even whatever days they're on um, because it is another, you know, aside from the bar, it's the second best way to meet people because you mm -hmm. have to kind of, you know, you just kind of sit in the morning wherever you land and then, you know, a, a bunch of questions, you know, and that's like, I guess for me where you guys are asking like on topic or uh very relevant questions that are happening like today like in the industry it's not like you know what i mean like yep. what's happening right now uh which i kind of think is you know something that's great because it gives you pause to kind of go wow i don't really want to think about the ukraine war but how is it <laughs> affecting me or whatever because that right. was one of the questions last year yep. and it shocked me that that was being asked because it had just kind of started. Uh, and, you know, we were like, whoa, is it really happening? Right. You know, kind yeah. of thing. So it was on yeah. topic. But the, the the other thing I love to hear is uh, there's different aspects that di different companies have a, you know, different way of doing something or viewing it. And there's a lot of little tidbits that you can pick up on, you know, how can I make my company better by, by listening to someone else that has gone through something. Yes. I love that too. Yeah. Um, it, it, there is no, um, I, I don't know. That's not, I have a hard time with words, but like, it's not hoity toity, right. You know, oh, like no, people, no, this is, it, this is real world. <laughs> it's real world. Yeah. And, and the people are, have some, you know, problems that they need to solve, uh, whether it's a growth problem or a technical problem or, you know, an equipment mm -hmm. problem or production or a processing problem, you know, so these are all just top of mind. Um, you know, the custom coder forum is one day. Uh, and then within that, I think there was, is there two speakers? Yeah, there's two speakers in there. Um, you know, one on the systems collecting the data and then the other one marketing um, yeah. that are part of it. But again, that's all tailored uh, to the custom coder, you know, to their companies, um, you know, because it is a little bit different than let's say a big supplier or something. Cause a lot of these are smaller companies, but it's, but again, uh, the speakers all bring something that somebody can take something home with. And, you know, maybe you can't do it all, but there's going to be something that you could probably do to help yourself out. Yeah. And, uh, as soon as I, uh, figure out if I'm going or not, but I really, really do want to go. Um, I want to make sure everybody comes and meets me too. Cause I, I kind of, you know, everybody's, there are a lot of coders in Florida mm -hmm. that I know that could just take an hour or so to drive, yep. Yep. uh, just to, to meet, uh, to meet me. I know I was at the very end featured in your commercial <laughs> with yep. my chi who yeah we, we did <laughs> get Hawaii. you in there <laughs> you did you did um and so thank you but uh now i want to talk about like this keynote speaker that you have because when i read his name and i have attended some of his uh webinars this guy knows his stuff yeah so tell me about who the, who it is and what's he known for well Chris Keel is is the individual name, and he is an economist. Um, and he'll tell you his background is he was studying uh, Russian uh, to be basically in the CIA. So he understands the world in a different viewpoint from a lot of us. But he brings it in. And uh, economics is not the most, uh, I guess, call it fun subject. But Chris actually makes it 
fun to listen to. And he explains it in our words, how we can understand things and how this event is going to impact that. And this last year, I've had him, seen him twice in person and also watched a couple of his webinars. And, you know, he talked about the two black swan events this year, one being Ukraine and the other being the, the, um, the oil market and supply chain. So, mm-hmm. Uh, but he takes those and then explains how that impacts the economy and more so how it impacts our businesses. And it's real world information that you can use. And, um, you know, he, he, he makes some, some good funny jokes about the economist and predicting and, you know, that type yeah. of thing, because it could change tomorrow and he knows it, but he tells you what, what it is here and what he thinks is going to be happening or what might occur. So it gives you another planning tool that you can use. Yeah, because, you know, when you watch the nightly news, it's just like doom, doom, doom. And then somehow he has this ray of sunlight. Like he always, you know, yeah, some of it may be uh, not perfect, but uh, a lot of it is just it's strictly and this is strictly data. But he kind of and he's not spinning it, but he does give you uh, like hey, guys, it's not that bad, right? It, you right. know, and so I'm kind of interested to know because I know that some of the, you know, uh, stuff that I've watched lately or listened to lately, it's like, okay, manufacturing's below 50 and, you know, yeah. what does this all mean? And I think that we're kind of in this uh, sky is falling chicken, you know, kind of thing. Well, like we're all just doing this. Like, is it, is the sky <laughs> following? Is it following, you know, what is it doing? Right. You know, and I think yeah, that it, we're all kind of scrambling. Well, I, myself personally, w- when we had them at our annual meeting in June, when we were in Colorado um, and going into that, it was sort of the start of a lot of this. And then I was in my own mind going, man, this is going to be bad. Uh, you know, what do I got to do? Do I, do I need to pull all my money out of the market and, you know, <laughs> get into cash and put it under the mattress. And, you know, I was sort of down a little bit, but then after I listened to him, I went, wait, no, it's not that bad. You know? So he he gave uh, just another viewpoint to not get sucked into everything that you hear on the nightly news. It's true. It's true because it is all kind of spin there, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, and I think that, I mean, that guy alone, I know you're going to have other there's a lot more and a yeah. lot more professionals there that are going to be talking. But seriously, when I read it, I was like, whoa, that is so worth going, you know, just yeah. to hear this guy talk, uh, you know. Yeah, and, it, and but yeah, we have also, besides the keynote, then we have the technical conference sessions and there's really 14 different sessions. Some of them are, are you know, going on at the same time. Um, so you mm-hmm. can pick a track, which ones you want to go see. But yeah. the nice thing is you can go through and, you know, what's relevant to yourself, you know, whether you're looking at a batch system and you want to hear that or you want to see the guy in automation. And then um, we always have the one of the favorite sections is new technology. Uh, the suppliers come in and they get basically 15 minutes to tell what's new. And it has to be something new that to bring into the market. So th- there's a place to hear some very new, relevant equipment and material supplies, you know, powder chemicals that are coming to market. Um, and a lot of them I'll sit in because I want to learn it too. And I went, wow, you know, this is neat. It's something that can really change something. And so there, there's a lot of those type of things that are available for, for everyone, uh, to take something home with them. Um, 
And then we also have after the first day after the custom coder forum, um, as well as during the technical conference, we have our tabletop exhibits and we have sold out on those. We have 71 uh, tables that are, you know, suppliers, uh, you know, both from powder to chemical to equipment will be there to, you know, you can talk to bring your problem to them, you know, go check yeah. it out and say, Hey, I'm having this kind of problem. You know, how can you help me? And that's what they're there for. That's what they love to talk about. Uh, yeah. And, it, you know, going back to the powder coating 101 workshop, uh, what kind of people attend that workshop? The 101 we say is, is, you know, is the basics Sorry. and, uh, what the people that are new to the, industry. And right now we do have a lot of new employees coming in. Mm -hmm. They can learn a lot about what is this thing called powder coating, you know, and, and you learn about the material, you learn about the chemistry, about the various pieces of equipment, guns and booths and, and ovens. And if you're going to have a conveyor or not a conveyor. So there's a lot of the basics and a lot of the terminology. And, and I, I always warn people, you know, it's a day and a half long, you are, you are hearing a lot of information. So somewhat drinking from a fire hose as it's coming at you. Yeah. But what you get to take away from it is every attendee gets, you know, all the slides are there that you can take notes right on, you know, as they're talking. But then you also get the uh, the, the powder coating handbook um, that PCI publishes. So you can have that that you can take home with you and utilize uh, for there. But then again, the same thing at the breaks or afterwards, you know, going because the 101 attendees also get to go to the exhibit tables. Mm -hmm. You know, you can go talk to these people a little bit more and, and learn, um, you know, hey, I'm just starting off and what can I do for my next step? Or if you've been in business and you want to learn a little bit more, you know, somebody might have came in and said, all right, I want to take it to the next step. How do I add automation in? You know, so there's there's different things that you can learn from from this one. Um, but lately, um, in all the workshops that I've been attending this year that we've had, uh, I would say 60% of them have been people that are new to powder coating mm -hmm. and they're sending their, their new employees. They can be the line worker that's actually spraying. It could be an engineer, you know, it could be someone off, uh, just running production. Right. Um, they're there to learn about it. And the most comments I get back from them is because we always ask, what did you learn? And they just said, I had no idea. You know, there is so much that goes into this. And but now they had the <laughs> they had the terminology that they could talk to someone, you know, more intelligently about it, um, yeah. whether it's internal or it's asking a supplier to come in to look for something new. Yeah, I think um, if you can look beyond even just the content that's being presented, um, it's a great way to kind of, you know, solve problems while you're there. If you've got a problem and you haven't been able to solve, you know, who, what better way to go to other people that are just like you or uh, people of, you know, that have access to all these companies that can solve these problems, yeah. right? You know, right. so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, I, obviously I'm on the mainland. So like, I mean, I'm not on the mainland. Uh, I have to fly a long distance to get there. But uh, for, for a lot of people, I think it's pretty easily accessible to get, you know, mm -hmm. a short drive or relatively right. speaking, right? You know, so. and, and anyone that's going there, I always say, you know, collect the business cards from all the speakers. I, I mean, did. These are, <laughs> the, these are the, these are the experts in the industry. They're the ones also help write the book. 
Right. Um, so just collecting them and same thing at the, you know, the uh, uh, tabletops. You know, these are the people you, you may not have a problem today, but tomorrow you might have something and go, hey, I'm going to give them a call and, and see if they can help me. And you, you know someone then. Yeah. I'd like to do a live podcast from there. Yeah, that would be Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll talk to you after this show. Okay. But, uh, but yeah. Okay. So, but moving on, um, you know, uh, we, you do have some real data to share with us today. Yes. Uh, and that's the third quarter. What do you have to share? Uh, what stands out to you as being important? Well, uh, the one thing I, I was, as I was getting ready for it, I, I went back and reread the third we that we put together our, for our newsletter. And uh, for any member, it is on, on a website that he can view it at any time. Um, but overall, the third quarter, uh, now this is from a global aspect, it was up about 1.7%. Uh, it was only, uh, and, and for about just a little over half a percent, uh, through the full quarter, uh, first three quarters, uh, they're forecasting to be up about three quarters of a percent. Now with that, North America was up 3% for the third quarter. So oh, we were, good. we were one of the areas that was doing much better. Um, mm -hmm. and even for the forecast, you know, from quarter one through th quarter three was about 3.6%. Uh, Europe was flat. China was flat because of all the lockdowns that they've had. Yeah. We're, we're still going to have to see what whether they can recover enough here in the fourth quarter or not. Um, and at, But then Southeast Asia um, has been picking up because, again, I think they picked up some of the business that China had shut down. Right. Right. So um, those were some of the, the facts that, that we had heard through the year. And and again, I mean, we always hear all the bad things, but it wasn't too bad of a forecast overall. Yeah, you know, a lot of the coders that I talked to online um, uh, or people that have come on the show that I'm still in contact with, it's like they're still ripping pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, they don't seem to be slowing down. We haven't really slowed down uh, just yet, but then Hawaii is usually lags. I think what they're predicting, um, our economists here uh, are predicting. Um, end of first quarter uh, or possibly second quarter. They, they were predicting second quarter uh, for us, but then, you know, everything is driven by uh, the tourism and stuff like that. So yeah. like if, if the, um, you know, if fuel can come down, then that means aircraft, you know, it, you know, flights and stuff can stay relatively low priced. Right. Um, Hotel rates are definitely inflationary. Uh, they they have been charging top dollar, but I think they're going to have to start adjusting those prices now. Uh, here for us, we've been charging the most ever uh, just because, you know, it could all end tomorrow. And we, <laughs> we just want to make sure that we, you know... Well, one, uh, one of the things that Chris Keel had talked about uh, is that, yes, the forecast is, you know, maybe the end of the first quarter, beginning second quarter, somewhere in there. But he says all it takes is something to open back up. You know, if China is now opening up, what is that going to do to us? Yeah. If for hopefully that uh, Ukraine could be and Russia could settle their differences and stop uh, what's going on. 
what a big difference would that make into the world then? So there are some things, events that could happen that could, you know, just swing things another direction. Um, And don't you think that like, if, if Europe is slow and if, uh, China is locked down. Don't you think that that's kind of helping North America a little bit? Like, because things are being pushed to other people because oh, yeah. the availability of the usual go, go to places for getting stuff done, you know, it, yeah. it, it, you know, it's kind of, kind of helping North America maybe in Canada, yeah, you know, like, I think, I think there is some, you know, reshoring, nearshoring, whatever you want to call yeah. it, that has occurred and probably will still continue because I think, uh, people that had put all their eggs in the one basket got hurt. Yeah. Um, I, and think they're so. gonna, I think they're going to start spreading it out a little bit just to make sure, um, you know, we always still have the problem. What's the labor cost going to happen here in the States? You know, we're still have so many job openings, even, you know, even at this time, there's so many, if uh, that drives up labor costs, you know, that may be, you know, something else that has to be considered. Um, But there still is a lot of people that are not working that, you know, hopefully they come back into there. I mean, I I want them to come back because I want to retire in a few years. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, uh, that's another thing to, you know, I noticed that the mergers and acquisitions have kind of slowed. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think that they've all kind of levered up, uh, probably. Although, although yeah. I had, I read an article that just uh, said that it may be picking back up because of all the current owners of companies, you know, if they can't find someone to buy it, you know, then they have to go to mergers and acquisitions to be able to, to them That's sell true. their business to get out of it. Right. Um, right. So it, it, it could change here coming up. Um, there's a lot going on. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of different directions it could go in Yeah. Um, and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the other thing that, uh, that I had in there that, you know, the, the, the raw material availability is improving. Um, yeah. You know, everybody's seen it. It's still not, Back to where it was pre-pandemic time, uh, Manat. The probably the big fly in the ointment there right now is the energy cost, and you know, especially producing powder and the chemicals is very energy intensive. And a lot of uh, the companies are global companies with facilities in Europe, and you know, the energy is up, you know, you know, hundred oh, percent or yeah. whatever over there. Right. That it's just it's really hurting them. So um, there's going to be some shake out or maybe they have to move some of that around but again if uh, if you, you can't just magically put in a new facility to make powder it takes some right. time it does um, so it, it you have to wait for it to to come up and do it but uh, yeah i think i i mean it, it, you can still feel the remnants of this pandemic and and changes you know obviously yep. are still rolling uh, we're still not out of it. I, I think it's going to be a few more years till, I mean, maybe it's just the new normal. I don't even know. Like, yeah, yeah. will it ever be back to, you know, 2019, you know, like these things, you know, it just never happens to be back again. It just seems like things permanently change. Right. Yeah. It very and, possibly could be, yeah. the, you know, and the same thing now, I mean, housing was going you know, bananas. And now it just totally is making a, a, a swan dive going down because of the, the interest rates and other things. So how is that going to impact some of the, 
the industries that we Building. have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's probably mostly impacting the single family housing. The multifamily housing is still, that is going uh, and, and appears to still going to be going well into 2023. Uh, because yeah. uh, again, the affordability, people can't afford a house, but right. they can afford an apartment or a condo. Right. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the mid-level jobs that we've been getting have been coming from is the multifamily, a lot of railings and stairwells mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, although we're doing uh, something for the telescope on Haleakala, they just retrofitted the dekist uh, telescope. Um, oh. They're picking it up today. And um, it's some kind of like arm or something that like, I'm not sure what gets attached to this thing. It's kind of pretty big, but, uh, you know, we've done a few things for them. And um, uh, so I'm always curious when they're fixing something, because, you know, they, they monitor the sun. So that's what they monitor. And so it's like, uh, you know, you never know what's happening like you know you try to when you talk to them you're like so is there anything i need to know (laughs) you know (laughs) what are you doing what are you going to use that for (laughs) yeah exactly so but then they also look at uh i think there's another uh they do also do some um some of the uh like asteroid stuff up there but most of the other most of the asteroid stuff i think gets done on the big island, which is where, which is erupting right now. That's right. one, the one, <laughs> not where the telescopes are. The telescopes are on one and then the a lava is on the other. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm always curious of what's coming through here. You know, um, lots of, still lots of wealth coming through here and a lot of projects based on and around yeah. that uh, and stuff. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, I, I predict some weakness next year for sure. Uh, it, you know, it's just bound to happen. We've been tear, tearing it up for a couple of years now. So I'm sure there's going to be some cooling. And it's yeah. usually like I look to the welders for that, you know, like how busy are they? Because usually if they're welding something, it's going to be powder coated or that's, will maybe called for a powder coating. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. So let's talk about some of the other things that kind of uh, topics that might have been discussed this year in powder coating as we wrap up the year. Uh, education, uh, aging out. Uh, you know, it's still the number one issue that I talking to all the companies, you know, the member companies as I go around, uh, just, you know, finding people to replace the hiring process and just finding qualified candidates is the number one problem that they're having. And, you know, I'm part of that baby boomers generation, you know, and as we're leaving, um, it is leaving a, definitely some holes in there and, and we just have to find the people and get them trained properly to be able to step up and take over. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be some great opportunity to, for some of the next generations to, to, you know, advance and take on some more responsibility and, uh, that type of thing. But, uh, as everyone is aware, it's, it's tough to find sometimes. And, um, we just have to, that's sort of where the marketing plan, uh, for the custom quarter forum was to talk about how do you make yeah. your company look better so that people <laughs> want to come join you? I mean, right. it, it, 
we're, we're, we're not in that sexy industry. <laughs> we're, no. we're just good, solid manufacturing. You can make a great living doing it. Um, I love it. I, I find it that it's always interesting and different things, but it's again, it's that little niche market that, uh, some people don't know about. Right. Right. I know. And you know, I don't know how to really, do you think it's just an online course that, you know, is it just solving it with digital like solutions or is it something more? Um, we're, we're thinking that, and what I know that we're working on um, and along with uh, some of the other uh, associations and things like that is trying to drive this down further back into high school, you know, yes. and, and, and not necessarily that someone's going to make a decision, but just so that they are aware of it and aware of this industry. Um, you know, I, I remember coming out of college and I guess I knew things got painted, but I never gave it a lot of thought until I was, you know, put into that job and all of a sudden went, wow, this is pretty neat. But, you know, we have to get people interested in coming and, you know, that they're aware there is this industry out there. Um, we don't get a lot of publicity. I mean, you know, we're not on the nightly news and uh, like the software companies, or, you know, or the right. Twitters and all that, that take all that focus away. It's just a lot of rock solid companies that are out there that, that do a great job. Yeah. And, you know, that reminds me, I'm going to ask you formally, but I know, you know, I'm going to ask this question already because I sent it in my email, but like, I guess, you know, as a member of the Powder Coating Institute and, you know, I know how helpful it, the Institute is. I mean, that is just basically your mission, right? Right. But, you know, is there a way that we could create a educational video, not just, you know, obviously you've got your powder coating 101 and 102, that's teaching people how to powder coat. But what if we could create a video series or, you know, maybe linked in with uh, credits, you know, through for architecture, architects or designers, because they're always looking for educational credits. I think they're called CEUs. Right. Uh, uh, you know, could we create a video or a presentation that we could be part of uh, to get out there in the marketplace and get this under their noses so that they get the educational credits, but they also get to know us a little bit more um, and the, the beauty and the, um, the, you know, the greatness of because you know coders and coding right yeah well i mean we are currently working uh, uh, with uh trying to get something together the the education units and all that especially for the architecture really goes through another association you know the fgia which is the old ama um, yeah so they're the ones for the architects and and that type of thing um we think we may have a path going down that's on our list for 2023 to do more investigative work for them you know can it be done as a webinar or does it need to be done in person you know there there's some steps that right. we have to go through with them since they are the ones that actually you know they look they, they'll probably let us put it on but they also have to verify what we're teaching is you know meeting to be able to get those continuing education units right um, 
So it is something that we think we might be able to do. Uh, it's always the devil's in the details to make sure you can get it right. Um, and and right now we do have some member companies that have been doing you know the in-person side. So we may be leaning on them a little bit to find out how we could do something for that would be part of PCI itself. Even if it could be something, it doesn't even have to be you know, it obviously that that'd be the ultimate is if they get, you know, because yeah. that they're always looking for these credits. But I mean, even it could just be an offering as a lunch and learn, right? Kind of thing. Just yeah. to kind of more maybe more marketing purpose than than educationally purposed. Either way, it's you know, uh it seems like such a rarity when you do find an architect uh that knows about powder coatings. Um I know in their industry, it, there's a lot to learn and a lot right. to know uh, and stuff. But we, yeah, know. we're we're actually thinking of trying to take it to the colleges and introducing yeah. it to call it the new architects that are coming out. Right. And doing it as, you know, whether it's a lunch and learn or, you know, as part of a class, you know, we that's the exploration we have to figure out is how can we do it? Um, but if, if we get them, you know, I guess when they're young and when they're coming out, then they will understand it when they see it and remember that this is something that they can do and specify, especially on the architectural side, when someone is trying to achieve some, uh, the leads credits, uh, uh, you know, that a lot of the new buildings all have to meet. Yeah. I liked one of the things that you did cover in and continues to be covered uh, throughout many powder coating subject magazines and stuff is generational coders mm -hmm. uh you know it's not easy to keep it going keep no. the candle lit <laughs> um lots of changes have come and gone in the industry over the years uh ups and downs and all arounds um and yet these uh companies just seem to survive and thrive and 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 grow uh, it, it, you know, and they just, some of them have such humble beginnings. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, like in terms of like a question, a specific question, but what, what do you think of these generational coders? Are they the backbone or are they just an outlier? What are they? Well, they're, because there are so fam so many family uh, operations, you know, especially in the coding industry itself, I think they're there to say the ones that can keep it going. And again, getting past the third generation is, is some can be always the toughest yeah. um, the, in the information. And when I was helping uh, dig up some material for that article and just reading through some statistics and all that, the one thing that sort of came out to me is that they planned, they, they right. had a plan uh, how to do it and how to train the individuals, you know, the next generation coming up. They weren't just handed it and said, OK, it's your company now. You know, yeah. you can take it and you can run and, and do it. They were put through the paces. They had to work through the operations and and learn it, you know, from ground up. And then they were capable of uh, doing some of that. So um, those were the things that I, I found very interesting with it and and just the way they did it. Um, I did in the past, uh, one of the companies I'd worked for was a, a privately held company, a family operation, and and they were one that they're going on to the sixth generation now. So oh, that's they, awesome. They, they had it put together and um, they understood how to do it. So yeah. it's not easy. Um, no. Definitely not easy. 
Yeah. Especially if, you know, somebody wants to, you know, I don't know, do something else with their life. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, or, you know, has a different well, interest. I mean, like, like you're, but. you're fully aware, you know, owning your own business is not necessarily always easy. You yeah. Know, someone thinks, Oh, you're an owner, you know? <laughs> yeah. But how many different jobs do you do in your, your normal day life? Uh, you know, that's, it, it is tough being an owner and, and just uh, making sure that you're, you're ready to go and everything is, you know, going across, you're crossing the T's and dotting uh, the I's and, um, it's, yeah. it's not, not an easy job. It's fulfilling, no. but it's not easy. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I mean, I, I'm actually reaching out to a guy right now, which I hope to have on the show soon because it, I don't know what it is about December, but I am just like exhausted. I'm exhausted <laughs> by being an owner, mm -hmm. uh, by wearing so many hats and stuff like that. It just, I'm hitting a wall right now, uh, with it. I don't know what that is all about, but I, usually I can kind of push through some of this stuff, but, uh, right now it's just been really, really difficult. And I think that, uh, I mean, my gosh, when we saw you come out here, what two, it was it in September already. Yeah. The end of September. Oh my gosh. I can't even believe that. First of all, like that was the end of September. And we just had that like big implosion with all of the sample blasting stuff. Uh, I was so embarrassed when you came out, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I was just like, what the hell is going on with Kim and Ross? We ha usually have our act together a little bit better. <laughs> there was just so much going on. And now you look back in there. I'm almost kind of like, I want to take the video cam with me just to show <laughs> you. And I, I, Ross has finally installed his, uh, you know, his compressor that he's been, that we bought like five years ago and never installed. Uh, he's updating the, and upgrading the sandblasting operation. I mean, it's a whole new shop. It is literally a whole new shop. We are starting to install our uh, Benko East Strip tank for okay. six wheel tank. Um, so we haven't quite figured it out yet, but we're getting there. I mean, we started looking around and I, you know, I told him the other, I'm like, oh my God, this is like a totally different shop. This is now the shop that we've dreamed about, right? It's finally yeah. happening. Of course, you saw the worst of it. So we're going to do a show on for everyone on okay. all the improvements once they're done to, sh you know, maybe too bad we didn't see it before and after, but I know you witnessed it. <laughs> well, I, I, what I witnessed was, was some people that are doing some hard work and, you know, I saw all the parts that you were trying to coat and, you know, you don't have a large shop, so it was difficult just to move things around. Oh yeah. But, but that's also the, the time and uh, that we're in right now is, you know, the amount of work that's out there, you know, and everybody's screaming that they want to have their part you know, to them as soon as possible. So I, I, yeah. I saw an everyday life. So I oh, mean, good. I, oh, good. <laughs> don't, don't feel embarrassed you. about it. <laughs> I was so embarrassed that day. I mean, Ross was just so tired. He didn't even care. Like, <laughs> you know, like this is how it is, whatever, you know? And I'm like, Oh, but you know what? Since we've, since you came that day, we've hired a full-time guy. Oh, great. You know, we, who's helping us now. And it's given Ross the kind of mental freedom to sort of take, you know, to take a breath. And I just feel like we've just come through this. Maybe that's why I'm so tired. It's like, I just kind of crossed this finish line to a new level. Maybe I don't yeah, know, but, you but know? you're also just getting all your Pantene coatings going and all that. So you, you know, you, you guys had a lot on your plate all at the same time. 
yeah, that's still going. It's still ongoing. I mean, yeah, we're. I I almost feel embarrassed talking about it sometimes because I'm not quite ready to share it yet. But I know people do start to know know about it now, whether I'm sharing it or not. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're finding us and stuff. Uh, And there's some pretty cool milestones that are happening right now that I will share in the future. And talking about the future, like where, you know, I know you've got some upcoming powder coated tough magazine issues ahead of you. Any sneak peek into what you will be talking about in the future or into 2023? Well, no, we, every issue, we try and take it just a different subject that, that we're going to be talking about. So we try and find either an industry or, or on a particular powder chemistry or something that we go out there. Um, this next issue that's coming out here very shortly, we're actually covering maintenance. Um, you know, what does it take to maintain your powder shop and what do you have to do? So uh, that one will have a lot of useful information for the users. Yeah, um, I like reading the articles. Uh, they always have the how-to or somebody writes in a question and you guys are there to answer these kind of technical questions. There's always mm-hmm. something to learn there yeah. uh, and stuff. Uh, and just to recap too, like you don't need to uh, be a member oh, no, of, not at all. of the PCI to either get yeah. this magazine or and or attend the uh powder coating week like you don't need to be a member no nope. uh, anybody can come right we didn't cover Correct. that earlier but i wanted to kind of state that because i think it's really important yep. that we're, everybody's included right yeah and the main is a free subscription you can get it either in the u.s in uh in print or digital um outside of the, uh, the u.s itself we can only do digital um but yeah it's it's powder coated uh tough that com and there's a free uh you know just click on there for the membership um and you know comes six issues a year so yeah. uh plus a buyer's guide too or well the it's this, yeah the six issue in this uh, uh november december is the buyer's guide yeah which is cool because that's yeah. you know everything you need is in there uh right. for that uh yeah awesome well this has been great i think we've talked about it all really uh we kind of covered it all uh, things are moving forward. Some things are stepping back, but then like, it's still moving. It's still, yeah. and I think it's key. I think that, uh, I think North America in, is going to stay a little on the strong side until things change in Europe and China. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that might be a boon for us. Uh, you know, um, yeah. there are still lots of, you know, things to discuss in the future about, uh, some of the regulations and EPA stuff that's kind of coming down the pipe for us in the future and some of what these globalists want to fit us in a box, right? right. <laughs> uh, and I don't know um, where that's going, but that's certainly some of the things that are coming to my mind uh, okay. that we could be talking about in the future, sure. you know? Yeah. And like I say, is, uh, you know, we never know what tomorrow brings. So there may be something brand new that neither one of us thought about. And uh, right. that's w- what is always changing and why we always have to keep up on things. So that's why I really appreciate you allowing me to come on uh, just to talk about what's going on a little bit and share what uh, I see have going on. But uh, we, we want to, you know, 
we love this market and we just want to happy to share it. Yeah, I think we should all be sharing it. It's such an awesome business to be in, um, such great people to be with and and in company with. And um, the more I know and the more we grow, the, the more I get interested in it, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah, awesome. Well, it was so great to have you on the show today, okay. uh, Kevin. And as always, you always uh, will uh, love to come on and I'm so happy to have you. Uh, so thank you so much. I okay. appreciate your time. Well, I hope to see you in February in, in Orlando. So I'll, I'll be crossing my fingers that you can make it. <laughs> I'll be flapping my wings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks again and have a great day. Aloha. Uh, aloha.